0: You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, where we go where the nation wants to go, Pam. We do. I didn't know if you knew that.
0: I'm, but... I'm discovering that. It's amazing. <laughs> whoa,
1: whoa. Well, we want from those of you that listen, because if you listen to Sexy Marriage Radio, you're considered part of the SMR Nation. Mm-hmm. And so you let us know where you want to go, what's on your mind, what questions you have, what topics you want to cover, or where you want to add your voice to the conversation. And you can do that a couple different ways. One is call us at our voicemail line, 214-702-9565. Leave a message. We'll use it on the air. Put you at the front of the line. We'll go and add your voice to the conversation because... As we've uh, discovered over the years, you know the decade now of doing this show, um, that we all are better when when everybody's inputting. Yeah right when you know where people are, what's going on and their thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can get send us an email feedback at sexymersradio.com where all of them are read, some of them we answer straight away, some are on the air. Mm-hmm. And then you can also jump onto the community, which is my.SMRnation.com. Uh, There's a free area in there. Uh, Join us. Add your voice to the conversations there because there's a lot that goes on. Mm -hmm. And it's become a really supportive, helpful place. And then the way you can help us out is spread the word. Uh, Rate and review the show. Leave a comment on iTunes. Help us climb the charts. Uh, subscribe your friends. It's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of those mm. moms out there.
0: Yeah, and call your mom.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> on, on Sunday this week, uh, and subscriber, make sure she's subscribed to the show. <laughs> That'd be uh, awesome. That could be your Mother's Day gift to mom. There you go. So, <laughs> coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio, it's a conversation I had with Brad and Marilyn Rhodes, and they are a couple. Um, that he has a, he has a lawyer as a background, okay. But he he left that and became a pastor, I guess you could say, or a minister. Mm-hmm. And they started a thing called Grace Marriage, great, where they are trying to partner with churches and other couples out there. You can go mm-hmm. either way, mm-hmm. and have a strategic plan on a year-round basis to focus on your marriage and and to help grow and keep it a priority.
0: Well. We're kind of in line with that. Yeah, so
1: totally, yeah. They're they're partners in the sense of their mission, and mm-hmm. so it was worth having this conversation because I just wanted to learn more, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that uh, the nation gets to hear a little bit more and see here's other resources and ways that can help just enhance the journey we're all on. Love it. And then coming up on the extended version today, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads. You can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash smr academy. Um, I'm pulling back into the archives for a best of and there was a segment we did with an extended um, Mm -hmm. over a year and a half ago of from a a quote that I'd come across just that recently at that point was um, I am not who I think I am. I am not who you think I am. I am who I think you think I am. Mm hmm. And we started unpacking that because one of, the, one of the threads we've had through a lot of the shows and the conversations that have happened recently is this whole idea of um, self-validation, self-confronting, growing myself up, and then mainly creating, as Schnarch would refer to it, a solid, flexible self. And this is one of the principles of that. And it's worth revisiting.
0: I must say, I just now picked up on the oxymoron there of solid and flexible Right. At the same time. I've heard that I don't know how many times. And I guess never really listened.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's worth... I'm excited for that. <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> uh, okay. How how have I missed solid and flexible at the same time? And what that can really mean?
1: Good point. Because I think there's an element of understanding that we often will think they're one or the other Mm -hmm. when how can I still be flexible enough to still hold on to myself Mm -hmm. and hold on to myself, but yet still be flexible. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the brilliance of that phrase Mm -hmm. because it does make it to where we don't have to be rigid because rigidness is not good in our world. The only thing I want rigid are bridges (laughs) 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 and dams. They're not (laughs) going to move anywhere. Some of those things. But people... When people that are stuck in their ways, mm-hmm. they're hard to be in relationships with. Mm-hmm. They're hard to walk alongside. And so I love <laughs> cracking up at your, you know what? Hey.
0: It's so, yeah, I hear that phrase from you quite often. And I was thinking, why are we using this speak? You know, because it's hard to understand. But then if you just, if that one's not really that difficult, you mm-hmm. just listen. Solid. Flexible.
1: So. But sometimes it takes a while before it really hits home. Yes, it does. Kind of like marriage. <laughs> yeah. So we have a new sponsor that we've partnered with.
0: I'm stoked about this one.
1: That um, you introduced us to it mm-hmm. a little while ago.
0: It was during COVID.
1: Yes, it was. It was during
0: COVID. They were advertising, trying to create some... It, the timing, I thought, was perfect. Not that I'm sure they already had it in the bag, but trying to create some adventure for... Right families and couples. um, And it was perfect timing for us to have something fun to do in the middle of COVID.
1: And now they've taken that whole philosophy and applied it to the bedroom. And if you're not sure who we're talking about, um, we are proud to welcome on board with sexy marriage radio, the adventure challenge in bed edition book, because Mm -hmm. we can all use a little help in the bedroom from time to time. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about a little blue pill, or lube, mm-hmm. I'm talking about ways to spice it up. And this book, The Adventure Challenge In Bed Edition, is a book full of 50 unique romantic ideas for you and your partner to do together and spice up your intimacy in and out of the bedroom. It's very simple, Pam, I mean, we've done this. Mm-hmm. All you do is pick a challenge together, scratch it off, follow the instructions for an experience that we promise will bring you to be something you've never done before, likely. I mean, there's some that are like, whoa, I've never even thought of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm this should be a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So I know what you're probably thinking. This is probably just some sort of Kama Sutra or sex toy thing, but don't worry. The In Bed Edition book is all about connecting and enjoying each other more deeply. And we guarantee you that you and your partner are going to love this. The Adventure Challenge In Bed Edition puts the play back into foreplay. It's a good phrase nice. right there. And we absolutely love it. We think you will too. So go to the theadventurechallenge.com and use our code smr20 and you can get 20% off of your book mm, that good. you can pick up. This book helps you connect emotionally and physically and let's face it Pam, you know this too well. I hope mm-hmm. connected, connected sex equals better sex. Better sex yes. So go to the adventurechallenge.com and use our code smr20 and get 20% off. Well, I'm excited to welcome Brad and Marilyn Rhodes to the show today and um you, we met via just, I guess, a, a listener kind of connected us together, which is which is really cool. How the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation helps spread the word, but also uh, create partnerships and alliances and, and relationships of people that are doing uh, similar work for God's kingdom and for marriages. And so, you guys um, are known for. I mean, the way I've the way I've learned about you is a, a program or a, a process called Grace Marriage. Mm-hmm. And it, it is an honor to have you guys joining the show today.
2: It's great to be with you. Honored to be here.
1: And, and so to get started, I, I would love to hear, because typically I'm I'm always fascinated by what is it that helps people? What's, what's the process of them getting into doing things for marriages? Because everybody's journey is kind of different. And a lot of times it's personal. But I'd also, I'd love just to hear, how'd you guys wind up? where you are sitting today versus where you were way back when?
3: Well, I made the natural transition from full-time civil, full-time civil litigation attorney to full-time marriage minister. You know, it happens all the time. <laughs> but in all seriousness, it starts back to our miserable experience early in marriage. I mean, okay. we, had, we had an amazing dating experience. Um, I couldn't believe she existed much less that she liked me. So I basically tried to get the deal done quickly. And we were married within eight months of our first date. So I don't necessarily recommend that.
2: I don't either. It didn't really go well, (laughs) but
3: but I will say that the day we got married was the day disappointment started. And i to let Marilyn kind of share because she was much less happy with our first year than I was. I kind of figured if she would just settle down and be okay with it, we'd be fine. But she was unwilling to settle down and be okay with it. So I'll let you take it from there, babe.
2: Well, we had this dating relationship. I guess you can say Brad put the full court press on. We were going on dates every night. We were eating out. He was fun. I thought this was amazing. And then we decided to get married rather quickly. And we moved to a new town. He was starting a new law practice. And then we went from dating every night to not dating at all. I said he he became. The budget man, it's kind of like once we got married, he took his eyes off of me and put him on building a law practice. And I came into marriage with these unrealistic expectations that he was going to be my Prince Charming and we're going to live happily ever after. And it's just going to be wonderful and no work because dating was no work. So I'm sensitive by nature. So, I start crying all the time. And I'm not
3: sensitive, by nature, And he's so, not sensitive, so, so it. <laughs> so, 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 I made her cry all the time. Right. And, good, um, match. Yeah, good match. Right yeah. Good match right
2: there. So, I'm in graduate school getting a counseling degree, and I'm thinking I need to tell him all the things he's doing wrong, or we're going to get in these terrible patterns and he won't know. So, I took that great approach of telling him everything that he was doing that was bothering me. And he, um, I, I really, I had gone from being a stable person. I was pretty steady, even killed, to this person that really was crying, at least on a five to seven day basis, I would just have a complete meltdown. And okay. about a year in, I I just thought in my sins to a life of this. It's like, this is not what I thought marriage was going to be. And the Lord really broke my heart at that point because I was completely broken. And I thought, I'm just going to have to stick this thing out because we're married and for better or worse. And, and then God showed me like, you don't need Brad to have joy. Cause I literally was miserable that whole first year. And like, I'm your hope, not Brad. Right. I'm where your joy is found, not in Brad. So I even went to Brad because I really was, we were both hacking it up really great. That uh, sure. And so I went to him and I said, I need to ask for your forgiveness. I don't need you to have joy. Like my hope is in Christ. And I've, I've put you in the place of God and you can't be that for me. And so we went from a train wreck, at least at that point, to stable because I had shifted my perspective and realizing that my hope's not in Brad, my hope's in Christ. And I'm just going to love him the way I'm called to love him rather than tell him every single thing he's doing wrong that hurts my feelings. And um, that was a huge shift. And then God started working on his part at that point. And you want to share that?
3: Yeah, it was i mean i really didn't think i was doing anything wrong i mean i said everybody else likes me fine what's your problem my law practice (laughs) is growing. my staff likes me people work for me i'm growing and i come home and you can't stand me are they all wrong and you're right i mean what's what's up but i love what somebody said that if the person that knows the best likes you the least you got some work to do okay and and so i was i was literally forced to go to a marriage conference that i didn't want to go to didn't think I needed, and when I say forced, this particular individual cleared my schedule at work, cleared it at home, bought my ticket, invited her dad, then invited me.
2: This his uncle. I love this man. Uh,
3: wounds, okay. uh, <laughs> of course you would. You got an ally
1: right here. Yes,
3: uh, Wounds from My friend can be trusted in his life verse, you know? So I went and literally, you know, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave his life up for I was given space. What do you give up for Marilyn? And the answer was nothing. I did Come. what I wanted. I built law practice. I was in weekly sporting. I was in weekly yeah. sporting leagues, and um, lived with an understanding way. I was I wasn't gentle with her. I was harsh, and I remember thinking I'm not doing anything right. And I came back broken, to knowing that I'd taken the best thing God had ever given me and treated her like garbage for a year. And I came back and said, Babe, the only thing that's gonna be different than this, is that the only thing that's gonna be different everything. Don't believe me, because I wouldn't believe me, because you know I'm compulsive. You think you're going to have a good three weeks, and then we'll be old Brad again. But something mm-hmm. in me has changed, and it will be different. Okay. And we started We started that day patterns in marriage and rhythms that make a healthy marriage. Okay. And for the last 25 years, we've held to those rhythms. And the way we got in marriage ministry, we've been working with youth for 10 years. She had a counseling background. I had a law background. But after 10 years, the, the youth all started saying, well, you do our premarital counseling, not our pastor." I'm like, wow. They go, we want what you've got. Right. fun. Tell us how to do it. So we did it. And God had given his favor with marriages within a short period of time. We had a group with about a two-year waiting list to be in it. And then I got in business coaching for my law practice. And I'll be brief. But I saw the benefit of intentionality. If you yep. have a couple, cast vision together, work together, hold good patterns together, address issues, celebrate wins. And they're as t- intentional with their marriage as I was with my business. Yeah, they can have a growing, amazing marriage. So I tried the same business coaching model in the marriage context quarterly business coaching. Every 90 days, get out of your business, get out of your marriage, and work on your marriage. Yeah. And part
2: of the reason he tried this out is because at this point, he's, you know, the minister over marriage at our church. So we're doing premarital counseling, we're doing crisis counseling. Right. But we're like, we're missing the marriage. Like, we're missing, we're waiting right. during a crisis. And if we can get to him pre crisis, Give such a better opportunity to
1: help them. Like Absolutely.
2: healthy patterns. So and, that's
1: and, what started it. And I love I love the philosophy. I don't I mean the way I'm hearing what you guys are describing is this idea of how do we make sure or how do you guys make sure even just on a global scale when we're talking about just the dialogue between what both of us do how do you make sure people realize marriage as an entity is something worth focusing on not right. the, not the person in the marriage is the point.
3: Exactly. Right.
1: Right? Because that's that's what we get caught up in is I think that there's that element of all of my focus becomes the person rather than what are we creating together where I have an ally. You know, the the best example I've heard of that is the idea of we often think of marriage as we're playing tennis with each other, like we're on opposite sides of the net Mm -hmm. because it's the focus. And that's where that's how we argue, too. It's like my serve, your serve, my serve, your serve, who wins? Versus, wait, we're on the same side of the net. We're on the same team in this thing, playing a game of marriage.
3: Yeah, I love the quote. Complaining about your spouse is like saying your side of the boat's sinking. <laughs> okay. okay. And, and for you know, for us, it's like when we're when I'm struggling or stressed, and and Marilyn like set dates, pursue me. I said, what are you doing? She goes, look, I value our marriage. And we're, we're not going to have a marriage It's like it is now, yeah. you know, because the marriage is put above the individuals. And right, you know, and, and from you know, I've talked to a leader recently and he said the church historically has been pretty decent at talking about how important marriage is, but an absolute utter disaster at doing anything practically helpful.
1: Right. <laughs> but, well, it's like what you what's what you described. We covered the beginning and the end.
3: Okay. I was meeting with the pastor, he goes, you know, you've shown me the only thing I'm missing in our marriage ministry is the marriage. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Today's episode of Sexy Marriage Radio is also brought to you by Manscaped. Summer is coming, the sun is shining, shirts are off, and all of your body regions need to be in shape and ready to go. Well, our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure that your manhood is neat and tidy and even silky smooth if you choose. That's why Manscaped has their Performance Package 4.0 to keep the party in your pants looking crisp and refreshing all summer long because... Fellas, we need to look crisp and refreshing. Mm -hmm. Dive headfirst into summer by joining 4 million men worldwide, I'm one of them, who trust Manscaped to get ready for the hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping when you use our code SMR. We've said it before, I'm a big... Uh, fan of the performance 4.0 package because it has everything you need to prepare for your summer inside you find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer crop preserver ball deodorant crop reviver toner performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold it all together for you it this features cutting edge ceramic blades to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced safe skin technology and let's face it Cuts down there or something that nobody mm. wants. You can get twenty percent off plus free shipping when you use the code SMR at manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off plus free shipping when you use our code SMR at manscaped.com. This summer, turn your package into the full package with Manscaped. Exactly. Because that's but that's that's the struggle because isn't it that idea of just like what you guys described, you come into it with these expectations, or you come into it and all of a sudden the meetings change. Because Brad, I'm hearing your your philosophy shifted to I'm no longer pursuing this woman as much as now I gotta provide and create and establish, and you know, it, it, you, sh- you kick into a different kind of role mm-hmm. rather than mate, if you will, or partner. Mm-hmm. It's it's a different aspect, and that whole dynamic where we lose focus, we we become good uh, cohabitators and roommates, right. but horrible lovers, right. or, you know, that kind of aspect. And we yeah. have a belief all the time we get emails that'll come in that'll talk about every part of our marriage is great, but sex, our sex life isn't. I'm like, well, then your marriage isn't great. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just <laughs> because what yeah. separates this relationship is exactly the dilemma you described, Brad, of everybody likes me except the woman I have sex with what does that say <laughs> right because because we get so exposed in that aspect of our life yeah. that it really does show some things and i'm i'm loving the fact that you guys had the courage to be honest about stuff you have the courage to kind of step back and ask better questions in the sense of look this is there's some there's something up here that mm-hmm. that's an issue we need we need to we need to deal with and i'll own my part of it and, right. and then that shifts and goes forward.
2: And it's interesting that in every other part of life, we feel like we need to work at things for health, for business, for anything, but we think marriage should just be good without any work. Right. And it's crazy. <laughs> right. You're not going to have a good marriage if you're not working at it. If you're not, right. being
3: intentional. And and, that's one of the and things. And I remember having thought my law practice is growing, it's doing really well. My, my marriage isn't but, but I'm putting creative entrepreneurial energy and thought into my business, but not into Maryland. I thought my marriage is going to grow at the same rate or greater than my business because right. I am going put creative energy and resources into mm-hmm. my marriage and my business. I'm not going to all my business and none into Maryland because right. a successful business and a flat million in a flat marriage that's declining is failure. And it's Absolutely.
2: If you have a good marriage, like we were working with you, if, it's contagious. It's mm-hmm. helpful. It's not just helpful to your marriage, it's helpful to other marriages. It's so much more than just our own marriage. And we started doing intentional things like going a date every week. We go on it, we have for 25 years. You know, we did that first year, we've been married almost 26 years, but every single week we go on a date and we are intentional with our marriage and our time and communicating. And um, that's a huge piece. But then also we call it Grace Marriage because another thing that we have learned over the years, and it wasn't even in that first year, we started being intentional and it got better, but we saw how if you apply the gospel to marriage, yet while I was a sinner, Christ died for me. It's, it's such a better perspective to handle life because we're going to mess up every day. We've got trials coming at us. But yep. if if so, the natural thing is if you're good to me, I'll be good to you. And that's right. a workplace approach to marriage. It's a performance right. marriage. So, right. and I, and Brad said that to me, even after we were getting into a better place, he said, I feel like as long as I'm loving you, then, then you'll love me. But if I'm not loving you well, then I, I feel like you don't love me. It's not an unconditional love. It was kind of hard to hear, but he was right. Cause I'm sensitive by nature. If he did something that felt unloving or hurt my feelings, I just, I mean, I just put on the brakes. I kind of do a little distance, but when we learned that, okay, if our marriages are to be pictures of the gospel and while I was a sinner, Christ died for me. If Brad messes up rather than take an offense mentality, if I take a gospel approach and move towards him rather than away from him, we get over the struggles of life so much faster because you have a long stretch of struggle. If one of us is struggling, but now you take a rescue mentality like you're talking about it. It's not about you. It's not about him. It's about the institution of marriage and bring God's glory through it, you're putting the gospel on display when mm-hmm. you cover over an offense that promotes love, that gentle answer, all these things. And we saw our marriage come alive when we put it under grace. So that's why we can call it yeah. grace marriage. And,
3: and like that but you pick the man that falls and there's no one help him up. So now it's a struggle. I don't feel like she just like would you get your sorry weak tail out of the ditch. You know, she comes and tries to help me out of the ditch because she loves and values our marriage. Most couples we find when one couple struggles, the other just takes offense at the manifestation of the struggle and doesn't help them in the struggle. And then they struggle (laughs) longer and the struggle exacerbates to the point where they hate each other and call me and tell me they might want to divorce. Can you talk to me?
1: Right. Right. Because a lot of that is that idea of how much we impact each other, good and bad. Right. Right. When I'm at my worst, it's going to be definite impact on the people around me. And a lot of times we can internalize that or personalize that as if my bad day has something to do with my wife yes, or her bad day has something to do with me. And she might be compartment, you know, a part of that, but a a lot of it could just be, you know, it's tax season for my wife right now. So her bad day typically doesn't have much to do with me at all because she's at the, she's at the office all the time and dealing with that. So I know, yeah, okay. If she comes home and she's in that mood, this is like what you're describing. How do I help set a tone that it's not I can absorb the human part of that aspect because there's grace or there's compassion or there's love or there's support or there's camaraderie there's an ally. I keep coming back to that idea. Right. Like this is you're a gonna, collaborative right. thing, right? That's that right? We are allies in this thing, right? Not exactly. responsible for each other in a sense.
3: And That's we want couples to know you can do this. Yep. You can do it. We've got five kids in four different schools. We we have as complex. A mess, chaotic life as you can have. So we so we schedule these rhythms, and everything else in life has to work around it. And that works. The problem is most all this stuff happens, and the marriage gets squeezed out. It gets little attention, little time. The two people that once had much affection for each other all of a sudden find themselves isolated.
1: Yeah, and no, and that that's great because that I think there's that element of you. You and I have the similar mission in the sense of how do we help couples before there's problems. Yes. And, you know, although that's a relative term, because I think there's always problems, you know, Right, because right. even if even if I got my wife to do exactly what I wanted her to do, that's going to create its own kind of problem.
3: Right. <laughs> in, in, anyway, let's, let's create, let's create let's, a mentality. Let's let's make good. Let's always make good better. Yeah, let's always make good better. And let's grow. Like one businessman told me, he said, my new life statement as to marriage is I will be closer and enjoy my wife more and more every year of my life. And our last year will be our best. And when he puts his, when he schedules things and he does things that's on the goals with business, health, everything else. But he said, you know, it's changed now. It's not just until death do us part. Let's ride it out and see if we can make it without getting divorced. It's prettier than that. No,
1: I I love it. I I actually had this conversation over the weekend um, at a conference I was doing that this idea of, a guy, I was listening to a guy speaking on a book and he was talking about how he mentioned that when he was speaking somewhere, he said, we've been married for 25 years and he got applause and he's like, what are you applauding for? You don't know those 25 years. We could just have a really high pain tolerance <laughs> with each other. You know, that we're, we're masochistic by nature and we just are just dreading every moment of it. But man, Hey, we lasted 25 years thus far. And it's like, no, there's a different, something deeper going on that it's not just surviving. It's thriving yeah. in this thing. It's like, it's expanding out and enjoying all that we can be.
3: Yeah. you can't you can't advance the institution of marriage with a bunch of surviving unattractive <laughs> <behaviors. laughs> yes. like, unions. you know, you come come be miserable with me because it's the right thing to do. Right. Where do I sign up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there's, there's a forty percent chance of the, the bitter divorce, and if not, you get to be bored and live side by side in an untrack, in an unattractive, isolated existence. For marriage to start getting traction, it's got to be something that's attractional.
1: Yeah, that's that's great. So so as you've been doing this, because Grace Marriage has been around for how long? Because I know you guys kind of evolved into it.
3: Our our first pilot group is 2012. So in that sense, we've been been around about 10 years. I left the law practice completely in 2015. We've been steadily growing into more churches, and we also have an online virtual platform for couples that don't have a church for marriage ministry. So we've been doing a full time for seven years. Our First pilot group was in 2012.
1: Okay, And so so what has been um, the most impactful thing you've seen from this thus far for you guys and for the ministry as a whole?
3: For the ministry, the most impactful thing is when couples get intentionally and work intentional and work together towards something better. It's amazing how quick the change is mm-hmm. when bad habits are replaced with good habits, and they start they they realize marriage is a great gig. We just right. haven't been we just have been experiencing it. Right. I mean sex is great talking, connection, all of this stuff. But it's like, they've got this wonderful thing that they're not getting to experience. And what we get to see is watching them experience and being like, wow. Right. In like, fact, like, like my whole team came, that we have around us came through Grace Marriage with transformation of their own marriage. Like, wow, I love being married now. We, I have a blast. I'm crazy about myself. One couple left a Grace Marriage session and said, we're going to go home and actually be married again. We're not just going to be too busy, <laughs> hardworking people that mean It's like Groundhog Day. Right. You know, let's let's. So we. I it's was,
2: just. I feel like in our society right now, it's just a full-out assault yep. on marriage, on so many fronts. You've got our phones, which you know, social media can take precedence, right? You know, even when you're together, you're not together. We've got a child-centered culture where everything yep. revolves around the kids, and people are doing travel, sports, and so parents are dividing and conquering, and you're. You're just like she's passing in the night, and unless you make marriage a priority, it won't be. You have to right. you have to order your life around your marriage, not your marriage around your life, or you won't have a good marriage.
3: Yeah. Right. When we do at Grace Marriage, we provide a platform where you actually schedule your quarter. You you have a platform that you actually deal with whatever issues before you. A platform to celebrate wins and then com- continue to move forward in what you're doing well. Yeah. So there's actually intentionality in businesses. They all do quarterly assessments. Good ones yep. do. What's going well what's going poorly and how can we season what's going well and how can we make sure what's going poorly doesn't kill us? yeah
2: it's you know and with us we have five kids that can that can wreak havoc on a marriage if you don't make it <laughs> the kids yeah. don't make it front and center
3: because kids um, can be somewhat parasitic so. <laughs> uh, yep but,
2: but, but i think we sacrifice our marriage on the altar of being a good parent but we can't be a good parent if we don't have good marriages like I've, we've got. Yeah. We have three daughters. If I'm not loving Bradwell, I'm not giving. I'm not showing an example of what it's
1: going to oh, be that, like. To yeah. You somewhere. guys,
2: you, you so, guys,
1: you guys are speaking the truth. Of uh, you know, Pam and I want to be involved in things that are hundred year movements,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? That's what you're describing, yeah. right? Because you have kids that are going to get married, that are going to mm-hmm. have kids that'll get married, they are going to have and 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 you have an a- a- opportunity to have a legacy that impacts a hundred years from now.
2: That's right. But if we have a bad marriage that that's being a terrible parent because you can't we're not showing an example if we're just focused on them. It's actually good for them if we miss a sporting event or if we aren't at every single one of their activities. Yeah. And see that our marriage is a priority and they're not the center of the world. It actually kind of launches them out a little better than if
1: yeah. Well, it also is, it's also a more accurate depiction of what's going to happen when they do launch out. Right. They're not the center right. of the world. <laughs>
3: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I, I was at a church this weekend in Atlanta, and, and the lead guy said, from this point on, marriage ministry will be as important in children and youth. It will be as focused on because marriage is the one thing that affects everything we do. Our yep. giving, our youth, our children. He said, I want to ask for your forgiveness because this should have been the case before. He said, we're now playing the long game. Yeah, we're playing the long game and the long game are long lasting, healthy, vibrant marriages. And that bears long lasting fruit. And that's the game we're playing.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, because that's that's what needs to be done all across the board, because marriage is a long game.
3: That's right. It's right. In our our vision, every Bible believing church would have an effective marriage structure to help couples grow and thrive and give them a platform to do it. Because if they don't and they're left to themselves, they'll get sucked into this crazy world.
1: Yep. <laughs> so that's a perfect segue into how do how do people find more? Because I know, obviously, you guys are in churches in the promoting of the partnering to help equip individual churches. But then you've also talked about the at-home option. So how do they find you?
3: GraceMarriage.com. GraceMarriageAtHome.com. If you okay. go to GraceMarriage.com, you have a split screen, one for individuals, one for churches. If your church yep. does not have an ongoing marriage structure, and I mean ongoing, not a conference every two years to appease a leader's conscience, but <laughs> but an actual effective growth plan for your marriage. Call us, reach out to us, because every church needs to get involved in the marriage space because marriage is that important.
1: Yes, it and is. If your,
3: church, if your church doesn't have it, you can subscribe to gracemarriageathome.com. Get get monthly coaching sessions, get other stuff, and get on a and get on a growth track. So those are the ways that's how you find
1: us at gracemarriage.com. That's awesome. And and all those will be in the show notes uh with with this episode. So Brad and Marilyn, um I can't thank you enough for getting on the front lines of of this whole movement because uh marriage marriage absolutely needs people that are dedicated towards it. Because as you're describing, it's so easy to just let it fall by the wayside individually. So it's nice to have other people trying to do yeah. the same thing
2: thank you for what you're doing yeah
1: please.
2: providing things for people on a weekly basis
1: to them yeah i would love to partner with churches and do you know sexy marriage at church but it's kind of like i don't that that gets a little dicey for some of the people like i don't know if we talk about that but it's kinda, I, I but they, they
2: that. need to be That's
3: absolutely the they do so yes they do
2: the world talks about it yeah. it screams about it and we as believers we need to be talking about
3: it. They're going to be informed somehow. Why, why didn't the church actually do it? I mean, that's why we're That's why we're still on the
1: air. We're, we're filling in the gap where we can and spread the message as we can. So yeah. uh, blessings and all the best to you guys.
3: Thank, thank you so much.
1: Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. If we left something undone, let us know 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymergeradio.com We'll see you next time.